afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron with Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you medical information that you will not hear from the mainstream media, nor a lot of it will be told to you by your family physician either. We are really fortunate and uh, to be here, we are. We do have an attitude of gratitude for all of our listeners. Uh, we are on most RSS, that's uh, most feeds like Blueberry, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, most of these carry our podcasts with over 200 uh, available and archived. And we are archived also here on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, uh, you can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. You can download the app for free, listen anywhere, anytime. Stitcher, I must tell you, is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to your favorite show, which I hope is this one, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored, plus discover 20,000 news, entertainments, and sports shows. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for for tuning in. We are brought to you each and every week with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Today, we are fortunate to have Dr. Nicholas Sergio uh, on the show. Uh, he is a acupuncturist and a prolotherapist, and we'll tell you more about what that is if that term is new to you. Uh, we have lots of information, ladies and gentlemen, that and to give you options and alternatives. To the traditional advice you're going to get if you have knee arthritis. So if we don't get to everything today, uh, we will finish it up next week. And uh, next week, I thought we'd also discuss glyphosate, the old roundup. It's in everything. Today, it even came out that it's in Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So we'll talk a little bit about that next week. And it's in flu shots. Right? I mean, it's in immunizations. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me introduce our co-host, and then I'm going to introduce the problem we have with knee osteoarthritis. Uh, I will talk about uh, arthroscopic knee surgery, total knee replacement, and if we have time after uh, Dr. Sergio, Dr. Jerry has prepared a lot on alternative treatments, uh, and we're going to get into that. So, without further ado, uh, Dr. Jerry Smith, good afternoon, sir. And it is a good afternoon. Uh, we got some bombshell information for our listeners today that I think is going to rock their socks off. Uh, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I saw some of the information you prepared. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to uh, put up with the traditional failed uh, uh, options that you're given by your physician. And you're going to love what Dr. Jerry has for you. Dr. Dan, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. I'm still alive. I'm still here. All right. So that's well, a good keep start, kicking, eh? my friend. Keep kicking. That's it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. That, that, brings me, that brings me to the Buddha uh, <laughs> you know, a quote. He says, do not dwell on the past. Don't dream of the future. Concentrate your mind on the present. That's what you're in, Dr. Dan. You're in the present moment. That's good. In the present moment is correct. <laughs> Because the, right. well, the, uh, the, don't today, forget, the past is a mystery, uh, and the, and the future hasn't come yet, and we and we live in the present, and that's that's why it's a gift. That's it. 
It's called it's it's called a gift because it's a present. It's a present because it's a gift. I got it backwards. Okay, there we go. All right. Good afternoon. On with the show. <laughs> Today might be uh, a show that could be termed the inconvenient truth or. I mean, truth sometimes is not convenient. Sometimes you don't want to accept it. But uh, listen and make up your own mind, because by the year 2020, there will be nearly 6.5 million Americans between the ages of 35 and 84 to be diagnosed with knee osteoarthritis. More than half of these cases will appear in people as young as 45 years of age. And by 2020, the average age of diagnosis is going to be between 55 and 72. Why are so many young people suffering from this painful degenerative joint disease, which has historically been associated with wear and tear and joint deterioration, which should occur later in life? So why is it occurring so much younger? Well, we have rising rates of obesity, overweight, plays a role. Arthritis rates are more than twice as high in obese people as those who are normal weight because the extra weight puts more pressure on your joints. As well, here we go again, increases the inflammation in your body. And how many times over the past four years have you heard that word inflammation? So most chronic diseases have a basis in inflammation. Dr. Sergio is going to tell you how some inflammation is good for you, and we'll get into that. So this overweight not only leads to arthro- or osteoarthritis, it can also, and inflammation, the overweight which causes inflammation can lead to osteoarthritis. It can also make joint pain from any cause exponentially worse. And why is it on the rise? Well, it occurs twice as often in women as in men. And they think that's due to anatomy because women tend to have wider hips, which adds stress to their knees. So we have a major problem with arthritis. I want to tell you some inconvenient truths uh, and back it up if you need to, to need with the, with the studies, because I'm going to be, tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, watch your knees because there's an orthopedic surgeon that are eyeing them up right now. You know he's eyeing them up with a scalpel. So let's talk about meniscal repairs. Believe it or not, that's some of the easiest money that orthopedic surgeons can make. Thousands of a procedure, which most of them, believe it or not, they could do blindfolded. The only trouble is they've done so many of these operations, especially in older folks, that they're running out of knees to slice and dice. So bear that in mind when you see headlines that claim more people might qualify for a meniscus repair than doctors had thought. They're not out to save you, save more knees. I hate to tell you this, but they're trying to protect their bank accounts. Until now, doctors have warned patients who are overweight or obese that they may not be a good fit for this type of surgery. They've claimed the pressure and extra weight on the newly repaired knees can cause the operation to fail. What does that mean? It means that they would need a second operation. But a new study says that that doesn't matter. 15% of surgeries fail no matter what the scale says. But don't sign up for that surgery just yet, ladies and gentlemen. There's something else you need, like in your knees, to know before you let some doctor hack away at you. Even when the surgery doesn't fail, 
it often doesn't work either. And it's a little secret that you won't hear much about, but studies show that meniscus surgery does practically nothing at all, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, your surgeon will tell you and talk you up a good game. He'll show you the images of your knee. He'll draw circles around the meniscus. He'll show you where it looks like a dog chewed through it. He'll explain how he can fix it. He's, of course, he's got a white jacket on. You believe him. And he'll point uh, that 93% of patients were satisfied with their meniscus surgery. All right? But, but here's what he won't tell you. That same surgery also found that 96% of patients were satisfied with a fake procedure. So he's going to tell you that 93% of patients that had arthroscopic surgery were satisfied. But what he's not going to tell you in that same study it found that 96% of patients who didn't, who just had a fake procedure on their knee, their knee was opened up and the surgeon do a, do a thing, they also felt that they were quite satisfied with the procedure. So the truth is, even if you have a meniscus tear, it's not always the cause of your knee pain. You can have a tear in there right now if you have no knee pain at all. And Dr. Jerry's going to tell you some uh, alternative ways that we can treat that. And how about how about knee replacements? Huh? How about that? Okay, I mean, uh, if the, uh, your orthopedic surgeon had warned you that a knee replacement might be in your future, right? But that's the last thing in the world you want, especially if you've seen other folks battling a long and painful recovery. So he offers you something else, a quick and simple procedure. He says, well, protect your knees and delay or eliminate the need for a knee replacement. Does that sound good? Uh, don't get hoodwinked. These arthroscopic knee surgeries, I just said, because of the latest research, confirms that it's emptier than a campaign valve. Okay, we just talked about that. It's a scam. It's time to turn this bus around, ladies and gentlemen, and get some real relief that won't cost you an arm, a leg, or a knee. And we're going to have Dr. Sergio tell you, among other things, to use prolotherapy, a dextrose solution. And, again, we have some... Uh, non-damaging uh, uh, treatments that we'll get into air, uh, after Dr. Sergio is on today. And how about these, these, these shots in your knee, these cortisone shots? Whew. Boy, that can hurt. That can make you hurt, right? And you might actually have more pain for a couple of days afterwards. And it might be worth it, too, if that little surge in agony was followed by a dramatic drop in pain. Would you make that trade-off, ladies and gentlemen? But guess what? That's, when you study this scientifically, that's not what happens. There is absolutely no difference at all in pain levels, levels in folks who got the steroid shots versus those who got placebo injections, and not just after a few weeks or months. The study went on and on and on for two full years with folks getting shot up every three months in hopes of getting a little relief. They did not get it. Even after two years, the pain levels in the two groups were the same. And that is, they didn't get any relief from the steroid shots. And in fact, the folks given steroid shots actually had more damage inside the knee, suffering from double the drop in thickness of the cartilage. You heard me right. They got worse from all the steroid shots. It might seem like you're running out of options. Don't don't give up yet. We have more to come uh, on your options, and and again about the knee replacements. 
You know what the average knee replacement costs, ladies and gentlemen? 50 G's, $50,000. And there's huge numbers of them being done every year into the billion. Ugh. That's why every year 640,000 people in the U.S. have a have a knee replacement surgery. 640,000. Average pop, 50 Gs. Well, some of the patients get well, but then again, many who could successfully use alternative approaches to help the pain and swelling of the knees often aren't told about those options. In fact, Dr. Ferkel from the... I can uh, I Icon uh, School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital looked at the data and close to 4500 patients age 45 to 79 who had total knee replacement surgery what he found is that those who had the milder forms of pain before the operation did not benefit at all from the procedure that sounds logical right the more pain you're in the more you'll notice an improvement after the surgery but as previous research has uncovered Having your knees swapped out for a new model was not absolutely necessary and exposed you to risks that can outweigh the minor benefits. Okay? And, again, uh, you know, when you get a knee replacement, you know, you forget that you have the brand-new implant on the on the market. You know, that could be recalled. U.S. News & World Report found that even when you're undergoing a common surgical procedure such as a knee replacement, having it done in a small hospital is not to your advantage. You want to done in a hospital that does a lot of them. And there's research out of Stanford University School of Medicine that found that total knee replacement surgery is one of seven common procedures that can put you on a fast track to an opioid addiction. So I could tell you about NSAIDs and, and what they do and how bad they are for you. And some people are still taking the Celebrex-type drugs, with you, which can put you on a fast track to a heart attack. Um I'm going to uh, uh, ask Dr. Jerry if he has any comments, and then I'm going to introduce Dr. Nicholas Sergio and uh, bring him in to the, to the talk about the uh, uh, knee and how he treats it. So, Dr. Jerry, uh, I, I try Thank to you, be Dr. Calm, you know, calmer on that scam alert, uh, as you advise me. Good. Uh, one interesting sidebar here is that if the NSA drugs work, meaning they're diminishing your pain, that's diagnostic that you're deficient in essential fatty acids because basically the NSA drugs block what they call prostaglandin E2, which causes pain and inflammation. Essential fatty acids stimulate the production of prostaglandins 1s and 3s, which kill pain and inflammation. But talking about the darn NSA drugs, I mean, it just blows you away how deleterious they are. They actually prevent the uptake of amino acids into the arthritic joint. So it retards the whole healing process. Inflammation is necessary for healing. But when you start taking drugs such as aspirin, Tylenol, ibuprofen, paroxicam, you know, indomethacin, you're causing damaging side effects because it inhibits the healing process by hampering prostaglandin release for the healing. It's just crazy. So your ligaments, your tendons, when they're injured, these prostaglandins are released, which initiate the vasodilation to increase the blood supply to the injured area. These darn drugs prevent that. Also, hypothyroidism causes inflammation. Hypothyroidism also causes osteoarthritis. So 
replacing the knee is not solving the underlying problem of the of the pathogenic process. You got to investigate these things. You know, just getting a new knee doesn't solve the problem. You're getting a false sense of security. And and the business with NSAIDs plus what they call rice therapy, rest, ice, compression, elevation, it nearly eliminates the body's ability to heal. When you disturb inflammation, you disturb healing. So word to the wise, people, seek alternatives and last resort, surgical procedures. So that's my two cents. Well, that's great. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, as, as I talk with Dr. Sergio today, and I'll introduce him in a section, in a sec, second, there's there's other tears and uh, that just because you have a damaged meniscus doesn't mean you need surgery. Uh, there's ligaments and, and uh, that are torn that don't show up, and cutting the knee open and screwing around on the inside could actually make it worse, not better. And I was looking for this number before before the. To be exact, there's $4 billion a year, $4 billion a year on worthless meniscus surgery. So with that, uh, I have the great fortune of uh, knowing Dr. Nicholas Sergio through my son, and he has treated my wife, to be honest with you, and, and uh, she was she was told she needed uh, surgery on her hand for a trichetrium, and he uh, he did take care of it, and she's playing tennis without any problem. Uh, so uh, he's been kind enough to come on to the show today because he uh, he treats a lot of athletes, he treats a lot of pain, and uh, uh, he is a acupuncturist. He's in Naples, Florida. Uh, Dr. Nicholas Sergio. Dr. Sergio, how are you, sir? Fine. How are you today, Dr. Ron? Uh, we're doing good, Dr. Nick. Uh, so we got Dr. Good. Dan, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Ron, and Dr. Nick. What, they, we could go on tour. <laughs> sounds like a rock group. <laughs> sounds yeah, exactly. like Golden Boys from uh, Bandstand. There you go. <laughs> well, Dr. Sergio, we we started the program off by uh, talking about uh, knee pain and how there's uh, innumerable numbers of arthroscopic surgeries done and knee replacements done, and even the American Orthopedics Association says there's too many of them being done and how they are not effective. Dr. Jerry talked about how the NSAID, NSAID anti-inflammatory drugs are not the answer. So we'd like to get your take on the uh, knee arthritis that you see in your practice. Well, I find that uh, if you have orthoscopic surgery, eight or ten years down the road you're in line for a knee replacement because now you're taking a piece of the meniscus out. The, the, way they, the way they do meniscus surgery is nine times out of ten, they just remove part of it. And, and, and now you have a same-sized knee with a smaller cushion, and uh, needless to say that uh, eight or ten years down the road, you're going to have a knee replacement. And that's course of events, and, I, and I, I think it's unfortunate that people do this without any really real study. You know, they just go in and say, okay, go ahead, doctor, you know, do it. And right. uh, I see it all the time, and... and and then after they replace the, after they take the meniscus out, they haven't even addressed the problem that caused the problem. The 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 the, the ligament, the, the medial collateral ligament or the lateral collateral ligament that was stretched out or, or overuse or overuse injury, they haven't even corrected that. All they did was remove the meniscus, and the the problem is still there. And that's the unfortunate part, you know. You just you just don't uh, you don't get the you don't get the healing because it's, uh, you you've never you've never really addressed the problem. 
and they exactly. and the, the same thing with arthritis. The, the, the same thing happens with arthritis. They they uh, they uh, treat the arthritis, but they don't treat what causes the arthritis. The constant movement, the, the unstable joint, which causes the arthritis. And uh, that's what I see in my practice. And people come in and say, "Well, I'm bone, I'm bone. I can't do anything about it." Well. You know, they, they've listened to all the stories for over and over again, and what are they going to say, you know? And I hate when I hear that. I hate when I hear that. People say, you know, bone on bone, i got to have a knee replacement. Some, I had a lady come in the other day, and she said, I, have, I, need, I need two knees. Two knees. <laughs> That's unfortunate. How come we didn't need them 20 years ago? <laughs> they were the same people, you Because know? Medicare didn't pay for it, Dr. Nick. That's exactly, why. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I know some people that, that I have friends of mine that waited until Medicaid took effect, then they did the knees. I think that's really awful. <laughs> it's it an really awful is. way to do business, and it's an awful way to, to have be treated also. Yeah, just, Dr. Nick, I have a quick bad. question for you. Have you sure. had any experience with, like, pronation of, you know, the collapsed arch that's impacting on the knee? I haven't... Uh, what we do, what we do, most of the time we have a collapsed arch. We have a, no matter what we have, we don't have to see X-rays when we do this prolotherapy. People mm-hmm. bring us, I got my X-rays, I got my MRI. We don't really need an MRI. You have because most of the time when you have a knee problem, it's caused by by the uh, the lateral and the collateral ligament that are stretched out, or or uh, another joint has the same problem with a with another uh, ligament or tendon that that that's the overuse injury that just never never healed over the years. Like a like a, a ten year old whiplash injury would cause pain today that you never really addressed it ten years ago when you got it, and uh, that's that's the uh, unfortunate part. You know, it's just uh, these are a lot of these are old injuries. I heard you mention the rice method, and they're finally uh, realizing that that's not really a good way to treat anything by by uh, compression and elevation and, and ice. Ice is the worst thing you put on a joint, and, or or an injury. You know, but the Chinese so have been saying that thousands of years. We were talking That's about what the old grandmothers used to say, Inflammation is maybe good for the knee. And you had told me today about the controlled inflammation. Do you, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, inflammation is what the, what the body's way of healing. So if you if you take any, uh, the corticosteroids or you take uh, ibuprofen and things like that, they're gonna they, the it causes the inflammation to go, go go away and also it stops the healing. That's not exactly what you want. Matter of fact, when I treat someone, I, I recommend and I tell them that if I'm treating you with prolotherapy, that causes the minor inflammation. I want them not to take these uh, these drugs because it's going to eliminate the, or eliminate the the good my treatment is going to do. It's just going to it's going to negate the treatment. And I just try to tell them don't take any uh, ibuprofen or anything like that because we're trying to cause inflammation to heal. Uh, the reason why ligaments and tendons don't heal is because, and you look at any medical chart, it'll it'll show you the ligaments and tendons are always in white. The reason why they're in white is because they don't have a blood supply. The muscles, uh, on the other hand, are red because they have a very profuse blood supply. So what we're trying to do with prolotherapy, we're trying to increase the blood flow to that area by causing minor inflammation. And and by taking these steroids, or, or, uh, corticosteroids, they, they uh, reduce the uh, inflammation and also reduce the healing and, and negate the prolotherapy treatment completely. Yeah. Well, so, Dr. Nick, uh, have you had any experience yeah. with post-magnetic therapy as an adjunct to your acupuncture and prolotherapy? I I don't use I don't use it myself. I I use a lot of electrostim on my my therapy, but I don't use pulse magnetic because 
all these, you mean to talk about these mattresses and things like that? No, 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 no. We're talking, it's an actual device that will increase the blood supply to the knee or whatever area you apply the uh, the coils over. So it's, oh, it's not the anything, magnetic, anything it's electrical that, pulse. Anything, yeah, anything that, cre- I, well, I, that's why I use electrostim for, but anything that increases, increases blood flow is going to help healing. That's no Great. question about it. Okay. Yeah. So, Dr. Nick. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Nick, uh, I've got a question for you. Um, sure. Definition of of the uh, of your therapy, the prototherapy. A real right. def- How would you How would you define it in your in your terms? Prolotherapy. The what it means proliferation, and what we're proliferating is new cells and connective tissue growth. Okay. And that's and what we're we're doing that by by uh, causing inflammation that makes the body uh, send the healing uh, uh, proteins and prostaglandins and all this stuff to the area that that you have the injury, and that's uh, that's that's what we're doing in a nutshell. We're just we're causing inflammation to cause healing, and and prolotherapy means prolo- proliferation of cells. You know another thing that's happening today: uh, uh, the 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 orthopedic surgeons that are replacing these knees. The, uh, what they'll do, uh, they'll say, well, okay, we'll do stem cell prolotherapy on the, on the knee. Well, stem cell prolotherapy is great. However, they don't do the regular prolotherapy along with it to, to, uh, to let's say they uh, want to strengthen the, the two ligaments on the outside of the knee, the, the medial and the, and the lateral collateral ligaments. They don't do anything to that. They do a couple of injections, stem cell injections, charge you $2,000, and it really isn't, isn't the kind of treatment you want. You want to, you want to get the whole uh, treatment, which involves another 15 or 20 injections of, of regular prolotherapy on the uh, medial and lateral collateral ligaments. And they don't do that at all. And they say, well, after about a month and a half, you go back and say, well, it didn't work for you. We've got to replace the knee. And that's the unfortunate part. They're getting half of a treatment or the platelet, platelet treatment, the platelet uh, PRP. They're getting half a treatment. They're not doing the when – you, when you go to, go to experienced prolotherapists with, with uh, doing these uh, treatments, if they don't do regular prolotherapy along with the PRP or the uh, stem cell therapy, they're not getting the full tilt. They're getting a, a, a somewhat uh, a lesser of a treatment that would be certainly less effective, and that's I, I, if I have to I don't do I don't do stem cells myself and I don't do PRP even though I could do it but I don't do it because I don't I'm I'm kind of retiring you know I'm kind of phasing out of uh, of doing this and I, and I I'm busy enough at what I do and and if I have something that I think can benefit from from stem cells I'll send them to another practitioner. Because I just mm-hmm. don't, uh, I don't think they're getting the full deals, and if they're not doing it, I had a a guy that came to me for a couple of treatments, and he wasn't getting uh, any satisfaction after after about a month and a half. I sent him to another practitioner, and he was run, back running in, in another two months, and he was ready. <laughs> he was ready to do orthoscopic surgery. So I think that so is this other that practitioner. Is like a, that's a win. And the, the other practitioners did the stem cells, and you continue with the prolo. That's right. I, that's exactly right. And he just does stem cells, and he does uh, uh, PRP along with prolotherapy. He's been doing it for a long time. He's a friend of mine, and, and he's, a, he's a good. Uh, he's a prolotherapist. He does. He does. He's an MD. But does nothing but nothing but prolotherapy. And it's okay, really we can mention effective. his name he, because I, I I have a contact with him. Uh, are you talking to, uh, about Dr. Ross Hauser? That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's really yeah, he's, 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 he's the. He's a guru of uh, prolotherapy. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, he is. He's been doing it for since '93. He learned from he learned from Dr. Hemwall, uh, Gustav Hemwall, who was one of the originators of the of the whole method, a whole uh, treatment of the prolotherapy itself. They've been doing prolotherapy since the '30s, but the they call it experimental, the insurance company and things like that. But uh, which you know you know why? Because there's no money for the for the MDs. So, I think an interesting an interesting part of prolotherapy that I learned from Dr. Nick is. Uh, Dr. Nick, tell, tell, tell our audience what you typically tell uh, one of your patients to do after you treat them. Do you tell them to stay in bed for a week? No, I tell them to do what they want to do. Go out and play tennis and do everything you want to do. The body will tell you when you can't do it. You'll know. You couldn't do it before, and you <laughs> if you if you go out and say you're a tennis player and you you have a, a bad shoulder, we want you to go out there and try. And and if you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. And, and we want you to get better doing the things you do, not sitting home for six weeks and then go back and then hurt it again. And that's uh, we right. want to gradually strengthen the tissue. And it really seems to work okay. really, really good with people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Nick, I mean, prolotherapy is not just limited to knees or hips, right? You could use it for, like, rotator cuff issues or other uh, air joints in the body. Any, any, any joint or ligament, any uh, uh, joint in the ligament. On the body, including the uh, SI joint, the sacroiliac joint, the mm-hmm. uh, the lumbar, uh, the spine, the uh, uh, cervical spine. Uh, people get tingling and numbness in their fingers, and and you, they you know they they want to go, and people want to do they want the doctors want to do fusion surgery, do prolotherapy first. You might not have to do it, and that's very effective for uh, sciatica and. Uh, because a lot of times, the why, the why you have impression on the nerves, if it's not a if it's not a bulged disc, it might be just a just a little ligament that's out of place and, and a little loosened, and, and we want to tighten it up again, and, and then you back stays in place. Well, you know, and, it's uh, interesting. About 18 years ago, I had a herniated disc, and uh, timing was was <clears throat> really interesting. I received a, a a professional journal, and the author was saying that in his particular clinical experience. 80% of bulge and herniated discs were the result of protein deficiencies. And uh, really? anyway, it was interesting because I, did nutri- I didn't do the surgical route. I did the conservative therapy. I didn't do prolotherapy. I wasn't aware of it 18 years ago. But the bottom line was it took me nine months to heal it up using, you know, good nutrition and concentrated That's formulas. Right. Yeah. And, and, the word, and the thing is, my friend who was the head of orthopedic surgery said five years down the line, you're no better off if you just did conservative therapy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to hurt you. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna benefit from it, but it's not gonna, there's no downside to it except time. And uh, we find that I had two, two hernia discs in my neck when I got me into acupuncture 23 years ago. And they wanted to do two doctors, the first and the second opinion, both want to operate on me. And I had $1,900 of my $2,000 deductible paid, and I still didn't do it. And that was 23 years ago. I haven't done it yet. I played tennis four days a week. So, it's, you know, it's something that uh, you, can, you can, the body will heal itself if you give it the opportunity to. And what we're doing with prolotherapy, we're just, we're just helping along. It's you healing yourself, I tell my patients. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you're healing yourself. I'm helping you a little bit. And, and uh, I tell them also that I never want to see you again for this. And that's, I don't want to keep them coming back every week. That's another thing we have a problem with is uh, uh, in herniated disc and, and back problems and neck problems. It's over-manipulation syndrome by, uh, you know, by doing chiropractic more than, more than necessary. 
And, uh, no. you know, not yeah. saying uh, a good chiropractors don't do that, but some chiropractors, are, are have a, they want you to come three times a week, and all of a sudden you, you know, you got these herniated discs now. And I see it, I've seen it in the office. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah Dr. Nick, another, another interesting component of that equation is the, the bite of the patient. For example, I had a patient who had low back pain for 20 years and thigh pain for 10 years, and his dentures were worn down. When your denture teeth wear down, it causes compression of the spine, and the discs are going to be hammered. Sure. So what was fascinating, sure. I did before and after infrared photographs of his lower back, and after I relined his denture and raised the vertical height, the temperature dropped, You know, I think it was like 15 or 20 degrees in five minutes, and his pain disappeared. So you, know, you, you have to look Amazing. at the whole forest. You know, picture, not just yep. not yep. just one little component of it. It's all it's all connected. It's a slinky. That's right. Truly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we. I'm sorry, Doctor Nick. I just wanted to tell our audience that you've, we've been listening to uh, Doctor Nicholas Sergio. That's S H I R G H I O. Doctor Sergio is a uh, acupuncturist, a prolotherapist, a physician uh, uh, in Naples, Florida. Uh, if you care to look him up, Dr. Nicholas Sergio. And I think you go under Naples Acupuncture Clinic. Is that true, Dr. Nick? That's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, there are options out there. And, and always we talk, talk about weighing the benefits against the risk. And you heard there's, there's, there's hardly any risks. Uh, if you have a, a rotator cuff, uh, if you have knee pain, if you have hip pain, if you someone tells you, well, you you know, we have to operate on you because you have bone on bone, uh, or they say to you, well, we're going to give you stem cell. Well, now you maybe you, now you know that you need prolotherapy along with the stem cells, or you need prolotherapy to to, to try before you uh, commit yourself to surgery, which is not always a hundred percent. So uh, with that, I want to continue now uh, with Dr. Sergio. Uh, so, Dr. Sergio, you inject a, a dextrose uh, solution into the areas of what, in the tendons? Yeah, well, uh, well I, what I found that, let's say I'm doing a, a low back or something like that, I, I found that uh, most of the the points that were that are recommended to use as treatment points were all acupuncture points. And I decided that that's that was that was an ironic thing, you know. I saw that, and when I did it, I was reading the uh, doing the research on the prolotherapy, and I said, "Gee, these are all acupuncture points." So I do it via the acupuncture points myself, and I do, uh, you know, I do it the general area. Then I, if it's if it's a knee, for instance, I'll do the uh, all the points that are acupuncture points in that knee area, and then I'll also do the uh, extra points around that area. Every point on the body, every every point where you put a needle is what they call an ashi point in, in acupuncture. So they're like you know. They're, they're all they're all necessary and they're all points that can be used for you know uh, to, for treatment of, of a knee problem or, or any uh, any kind of a joint problem. So it's totally different. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, I have a question about injections. You mentioned the cortisone injections. Uh, have you noticed any benefit from Synvisc or any of these uh, newer synthetic ones that they've come out with now uh, to go along with your prolotherapy? I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. You don't use Synvisc. 
I, I don't use any any kind of corticosteroids. I don't use anything like that. Uh, I use natural ingredients in my, in my uh, injections. They're just, uh, you know, things that uh, that are uh, not going to have any. We have no side effects of what we're doing. The only problem is is the knee uh, the needles themselves. You know, the uh, the needle stick that people uh, sometimes complain about. But but really, that's the worst part of the whole treatment. You know, is the actual treatment itself. After that, the next day it's fine. You know, it's. Uh, and and people don't you know people come back in the next, in a couple of weeks later and they come back and get another treatment they say well you know it really wasn't that bad you know and I call them the next day find out how they're doing and and most of them uh, find that it really I warn them that there might be some you know stiffness and pain because of the needle sticks but because there is a lot of needles being put in and if you don't get a lot of needles you're not getting prolotherapy and that's the big thing uh, you know about if you're going to a, a a doctor or any kind of person that that's that's doing prolotherapy, if they don't get a, if you don't get a lot of injections, then it's not prolotherapy. You're getting uh, one or two injections. You're not getting prolotherapy. Prolotherapy is proliferation. You're doing a lot of needles, and uh, you know it might be 30 needles uh, on the uh, knee area, and uh, if a, lo- a, ne- a shoulder or something like that, you might get 30 or 40 needles injections in, on that area too. So it's a lot of injections. Does it, does it ever work on spondylolisthesis to, to uh, get the uh, two uh, spines back in, into line when when one is either ahead or behind the other one? That's a, a tough one to fix, spondylolisthesis. I know that. Have you had well, any experience with, you know, with that, Nick? Well, that's where a chiropractor would come in handy. You know, if they it wouldn't did the chiropractic first, and then after the after the adjustment, and then they come oh. in and got prolotherapy to keep everything in line. You know. I got you. Get so let the chiropractor get the spondylolisthesis back in sh- into position, and then use right. prolotherapy right. to keep it there. To keep it in position. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So, Doctor Nick, do you do you treat uh, most musculoskeletal injuries and joint injuries? I mean, is there any type of injury that is that will not lend itself to prolotherapy? I haven't found anything yet that. That uh, is not, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I do, I do low backs, I do thoracic spine, I do uh, cervical spine, uh, I do uh, hips. Uh, a lot of time, the uh, when I, I, what I found is a lot of time people have hip problems that are actually caused by the back, you know, uh, and I find that uh, if I treat the back, the hip pain will go away, and you know, people don't realize that they all of a sudden they say I got this hip problem and. And uh, I got a hip problem in both hips, and I say that right away that uh, makes me wary about what, what are they talking about? Both hips, and usually it's the back. And uh, you know, it's, uh, even for younger people, you know, I had a, I had a person that had a had a um, um, a groin problem, a pain in the groin. He was he had he had gone gone through prostate biopsies. He was uh, a long term problem. Finally, he was referred to me by a urologist. And I did prolotherapy in his back, and that about two, two or three treatments, and that was it. He didn't have any more pain, and that wow. that was one of my. I thought that was a great uh, relief for this guy. You know, uh-huh. he, eighteen years he yeah, had a problem. Yeah, the patient patient really appreciated you, I'm sure. And and you yeah, brought up yeah. you brought up a really interesting point, one that we talk a lot about on this program, and that is. Uh, 
you're not interested in the x-ray because I know from being down here now for 13 years, most of the orthopedic surgeons uh, x-ray you, MRI, CAT scan, then then you come in and they look at it and say, well, we know what's wrong with you, and they forgot to examine the patient. They have no idea uh, what's even wrong with you. They don't want to take a history. They don't know anything about you. They they just look at the x-ray, and the x-rays, like Dr. Hauser said, 43% of MRIs of the knee are worthless. So you could have yeah. a, 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 a bad-looking MRI, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the cause of your pain. Is that, um, that's right, isn't it? You don't care. You don't care what you have as long as you don't have any pain. Yeah. You know they right. they go so quick to point out what you got, but if you don't have any pain, you don't care what you got. I might have a lot of things I don't have any pain. I don't care. You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> as long as you know, you don't, that's you know you you oh you your discs are too close to but a guy came in and said to me, look, I got this problem. I said I got an extra bone in my foot. He was about sixty years old. I said, well, how long have you had it there? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, how long have you had the bone in the foot, the extra bone? He said, all my life. I said, well, then why do you have pain now from it? <laughs> and we treated it. one tree with prolotherapy didn't have any more pain. It wasn't the bone; it was probably the tendons that connect the, uh, the in that area, you know. But right away they say, "Well, the die when I remove, they're going to have a surgery remove this bone that he had for sixty years, which is crazy." So, all right, I, I think I'm I a, think I'm our really audience bad. needs to hear one more time because this is something we hear all the time. You brought it up earlier, bone on bone. So bone on bone, yeah. in your experience, does not mean surgery is that true no no that's a that's a term that doctors use to scare you and it doesn't mean that you can't you can't do anything about it and, and dr hauser and, and uh, i've seen cases where people have gotten treatments with and they they were scheduled for knee replacements and they you get you get they get treatments and over a, cu- a couple of months period they find out they don't have bone and bone anymore but we don't know if they have bone and bone because we don't do an x-ray we just treat them and they feel better and they start walking and they start doing what they want to do and that's uh, that's all we're trying to do is get them back to doing what they want to do and they they're so quick to have somebody that they don't even know and operate them and, and, and go in there and say, okay, we're going to do this surgery because we think you need it. And uh, I just, I, I think it's awful. I really do. But, but yeah. you know, I'm only one guy, and, you know, you try to do what you do. And then and people get an injury, and they put a bag of ice on it, they go the other way. But I don't, you know, I, I don't want to show them that. But, uh, you know, I don't want to seem like a, a ambulance chaser or anything, you know. But I just, I just, I just think it's, there's so much, you know, that they don't know. Because you know they've always done it that way, and doctors the same way. I've had, I've had doctors that send their wives come to see me, and they don't tell their husbands because they don't think outside the box at all, and that's unfortunate yeah. because uh, you know that really is. So again, there's, there's I just know bone on bone is not. I'm sorry, doctor. Bone on bone. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Bone, bone. That's important to, to to keep mentioning that because I think that's what scares a lot of people when the when the orthopedic surgeon says you have bone on bone, you have no choice. Well, you know, I there's always options, right? Well, they, that, exactly. There's always options, and and I think the options are you can always try the options, and then you can always do the surgery. It's not going to be, the the big thing is the prolotherapy is not going to do anything detrimental to you. So you you do the the prolotherapy, but you try three or four treatments, it doesn't work. You go and get the surgery done. But I'm sure right. it will work. I'm sure it will work. And uh, you know if they if they're open minded, but you know what the biggest problem is? the biggest problem is that the insurance the insurance company will pay for the knee b- replacement, they won't pay for prolotherapy. 
So they, the people will never spend fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars that doesn't come out of their pocket, then spend five hundred bucks out of their pocket. That's that's amazing to me that they would allow that to happen to them. But well, uh, I, know, I, I had mentioned earlier, <laughs> knee replacement surgery is a ten point two billion dollar industry. Ten point two billion dollar industry. They they say that 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 generates as much revenue as every year as Starbucks, the whole Starbucks. Ten point two billion. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bankrupting us. Yeah, you know what I find also? Uh, I find that people are what I call in the system. And if they got a if they got a knee, uh, you know, they got a little bump on their leg, they go to the doctor. If they got a knee, uh, a little uh, something wrong with this, they go to the doctor. And they, you know, and you know, the guy that walks two inches at a time in a, in a walker is a medical medical success in our country today. He's yeah. got, a, he, but he has no quality of life. But he's 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 still hanging around, eighty five years old. But he didn't pay for the walker. Say, well, it was free. The walker was right. free. <laughs> 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 yeah. He got his walker and his braces. Uh, Dr. Nick, when you after you treat a patient with Prolo, is there any thing besides continue to be active and continue to use that particular area? Is there any herbs or uh, supplements that that you advise to your clients? Well, I what I do sometimes I also uh, I mix uh, some uh, B12 in the injections also, and so they get a, they get a dose of B12 and I put start it off. But uh, but also I tell them not to not to take any ibuprofen or uh, any inflammatories. Uh, okay. Anything else they can do their normal their normal routine. It's okay. It's not a problem. And some people get immediate results. Uh, they'll call them. Uh, you know, the next day they'll be they'll be. Oh, I feel great. It might last three or four days the first time. It might it might come back. Sometimes it doesn't uh, come back, but it, the pain. But it, it does. Uh, you know, everybody's a little different, and it seems to work very well. I haven't, I haven't re- really had anybody that didn't really work for unless he's already had surgery, and that's well, the unfortunate I, part. Yep. As you know, you treated my wife for a shoulder pain, as I'm, I'm sure it was a, a small tear, and uh, she never missed a day playing tennis. So uh, that's right. She swears right. by it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dan, do you have any questions for Dr. Nick? Um, yeah, I used, I don't know how you would look upon this, but um, someone close in the family um, had the problem, was told you need a knee replacement 20 years ago. And uh, I I used the, uh, uh, well, I didn't do it myself. I used the uh, Synvisc. And it seemed to work. Okay. It, yeah. It's Sometimes oh, yeah. the Synvis shots, uh, which went from uh, three to uh, one one shot now altogether, if you want to, uh, actually lasted for years sometimes. And then in, after in, uh, in, in, oh, in years, uh, it got yeah. to the point where it just was so, so bad that uh, a knee replacement was done. And that worked pretty well. But yeah. all the other therapy was done. I don't know if you would call this Prilo-type therapy or not, to some degree. And, well, and the knee replacement was done. It's a rooster comb. It's it's made from the comb of a yeah, rooster. Yeah, right, 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 and, right, yeah. right. The real synvisc. Yeah, and yeah. it's injected into the joint. Not not what I think, Doc. Not to put words in Doctor Nick's mouth, but he he's do he's treating all the tendons and ligaments around the the, the knee. And I do you ever right. put it in the joint itself, Doctor Nick? Sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right into the joint. This was uh, directly into the joint. 
We're impressive. trying to go into the joint. Uh, say if they have a torn meniscus, or something. We'll, you'll you'll inject the meniscus area. Okay. Now gotcha. there's been so some you, controversy. You know, you know what side it's on, what you do most of the time. Yeah, there's been some controversy about the Sinvis injections, and some are saying it doesn't. Uh, they don't really work. I don't know. <laughs> Medicine I don't know. changes. I've well, seen that. Some people Dr. say it Nick works. has a lot of experience. Yeah. I've seen it work sometimes, and sometimes it, you know, depends on who who gets it and what they what had what they had wrong with to start with. You know, if it was really bad, it, it's not going to work as well as it if it's if it's a, if it's a slight uh, slight tear and 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 this you know it helps it out. You know, I just whatever works, that's great. I mean, I just I just hope I can help them, and by doing what I do, and then if somebody else, I wish that something else comes along, they can, they can, uh, you know, get help for that. I mean, I don't care what it is, as long as they, they can, they do it without surgery. That's the big thing. Uh, I agree I just, with you. Uh, Keep away from the knife yeah. if you can, if you can avoid it. <laughs> if you can avoid it, right. If, it, right. if you can't, well, well I mean, you can. I mean, a lot yeah. of people had a lot of success with it, too, you know, but, you know, I had this, but I, you know, you see, in being in our field, you see the ones that aren't successful. You see the ones that they have to remove the uh, the implant and, and the knee, and they they have infection. And uh, you know, if every somebody's an ideal candidate, it's one thing. But you get somebody say, for instance, if you got a smoker that does a knee replacement, they don't heal as well. And mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen the the the, impl- the implant separate uh, in the in the in the knee, and they, and they had to replace it, and then had to go without anything in there for four months, and then replace it. And the, this person I'm thinking of is, is still not doing well. Right. She can't she? You know, has, she has a bad implant in there, and they can't do anything with. It. They can't get it out anymore. They can't get the the separated. They can't separate the tibia. She's still smoking. So it's a tough tough situation. She's still smoking. She's, yeah. uh, I don't know. She's yeah. going to be sneaking mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah. Ruining the cells. All right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been uh, having a discussion with prolotherapy uh, with Dr. Nick Sergio. Uh, yeah, he's located in Naples, Florida, 239-777-7063. Uh, he's a prolotherapist. If you have a condition of pain in the joint in your back and your neck, a sports injury, tennis elbow, uh, any kind of uh, stress syndrome or overuse syndrome from uh, playing too much tennis or golf or knee pain, uh, you might want to, if you're in the Naples area, you may want to give him a call. Uh, He's given us a a lot of his time today, and I really thank him for that. Dr. Jerry, you have anything else for Dr. Nick? Yes, try Windex. My big fat Greek wedding, the grandfather sprayed Windex on broken bones. That's right. Areas of inflammation, it works. Works on acne too. I I use it on on ants. They got rid of the ants. They never came back. That's right. Really. But no, I think uh, Dr. Nick covered it, uh, you know, very well. And you know, the key is you got to change your mindset. You know, don't buy into the lie. You know, explore it. And uh, you know, the worst comes to worst. If it doesn't work, you haven't done major damage, you know, it's not like cutting the wrong finger off or the wrong hand. That's right. Dr. Nick, thank you so much for your, for your time today and your expertise. Thank you well, for thank you, my wife on a personal thank you, yeah. and, okay, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, thank you very much. Have a good day. You okay. too. Okay. Thank Take you. care. Thank you, Dr. Bye-bye. Nick. Bye. Excellent. Bye-bye. 
Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a little discussion on prolotherapy because there are options out there. Just because a, a man has a white coat on and, and uh, you have good insurance doesn't necessarily mean that you need the surgery. So I, I want you to stick in there, uh, learn about prolotherapy. If you're in the Naples area, see Dr. Nick. If you're not in this area, look up prolotherapy. Uh, and uh, if you give Dr. Nick a call, I'm sure he could tell you whether they're certified or not. Uh, but I don't want to just leave it there because uh, there are other options too, okay? There are other anti-inflammatory natural painkillers. And I, uh, Dr. Jerry, do you want to go into some of them? Sure. We can give you a little Cliff Notes version here. Basically, proteolytic enzymes, they, they help fight inflammation, dissolve scar tissue, help uh, clean and thin the blood. Uh, boost the cardiovascular, respiratory, immune system. Uh, most people today are deficient proteolytic enzymes. So a typical example is pineapple, bromelain. It reduces inflammation. The, the boxers back in the 40s used to take bromelain, you know, like the day before the fight, the day of, and for a couple of days after. And they didn't bruise and swell as much as the people that didn't take it. So bromelain is something simple. It helps reduce and prevent swelling and waste products and the toxins in the blood. Another simple little um, remedy is turmeric extract. It basically reduces the free radicals, reduces pain and swelling. I mean, they did studies that uh, were done at Sloan Kettering. They found that turmeric was safer and more effective than aspirin in stopping inflammation by shutting down what they call the, the COX-2 uh, inhibitor enzyme, which are responsible for arthritis. So the, the thing is, these are off-the-shelf non uh, dangerous and uh, you know easy uh, inexpensive you know insurance won't cover it but it works papain contains a wide range of proteolytic enzymes that break down protein and attacks tumor cells also as a little plus plus boost the immune system devil's claw effective in treating arthritis pain as uh, almost as good as i think it's actually better than phenylbutazone Devil's Claw is also as effective as the COX-2 inhibitors without the deadly side effects. So there's a series of studies in Germany found that an ingredient in Devil's Claw was indistinguishable from that which was in Vioxx. And Vioxx, I believe, was taken off the market because it killed a few people. That's all. Yeah, it's well, a heart attack. That's all. That's all. Who? Hey, if you have a heart attack, you don't worry about your arthritis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Boswellia extract has been used, you know, by traditional Indian healers for for you know hundreds of years. Reduces arthritic pain and inflammation. There's hundreds of studies that prove the effectiveness of Boswellia. Okay, it's safe. It's natural. Okay, you don't say no to drugs. I'm telling you, I'm going to get a T-shirt that says "Say No to Drugs." Ginger extract, again, used for over 2,500 years in Asia for the treatment of nausea to reduce arthritis pain and inflammation. Rutin, found naturally in a variety of plants and fruits, contains a flavonoid that is a very strong anti-inflammatory. See, one of the problems when you eat sugar, for example, it enhances inflammation. When you get too much inflammation, it cuts the circulation down to the area and hampers the healing. So, you need a certain amount of inflammation, but when you get too much, it uh, cuts off circulation and retards the whole healing process. Citrus bioflavonoids aids absorption of vitamins and acts as an antioxidant. It also inhibits, inhibits uh, colon, um, 
collagenase and elastase, which are the enzymes responsible for the breakdown of connective tissue. So it helps keep your ligaments and joint healthy. I use a product called Ligaplex 2 from Stand the Process. It's high in manganese. It gives the body the raw materials that it needs to heal. Real vitamin C, not ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is only the antioxidant fraction. It's kind of like saran wrap that keeps your sandwich fresh, but it's not the real vitamin. Real vitamin C is antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral, anti-inflammatory, and it also gives the body the raw materials to form collagen to heal the ligaments, joints, and tissues. Um, there's another one called Mojave Yucca Root, effective in treating migraines, helps to decrease blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, improves digestion, reduces muscle spasms, improves circulation, helps wound healing, and promotes good hair growth. Now, real quickly, I'm going to mention five foods you want to stay the heck away from because it can really goof up your arthritis. One, of course, is sugar. It's one of the worst foods you can put in in the body. Bagels, breads, muffins, pasta, they all have gluten, carbohydrates, which ramp up the sugar, the glycemic index, increases your inflammation, pain city. Um, The other wacky food that you want to stay away from is french fries and other processed fast foods. They have trans fats and they're strongly linked to systemic and chronic inflammation. Soybeans, corn, peanut, sunflower oils, they're examples of vegetables rich in omega-6 fatty acids which create inflammation and pain. So stay away from the french fries and processed foods. That's going to hit a lot of people. Blackened and barbecued foods contain what they call advanced glycation end compounds, which are highly inflammatory and damage your joints and bones, making your arthritis worse. So cooking at high temperature, broiled, fried, or grilled, forms these compounds. Stay away from them. Nightshades, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, peppers, and tobacco, um, they all contain trace amounts of alkaloids that will be harmful in large concentrations. Again, it'll worsen arthritic pain, and inflammation because it affects the calcium metabolism by depositing calcium in tendons, ligaments, and cartilage. Fluoride does the same thing. So if you're taking fluoride toothpaste, get rid of it. It's a poison. It causes calcium deposits in soft tissue where it does not belong. And, of course, the last one is sugar, which we mentioned previously. It aggravates arthritic. I had a woman uh, years ago that had pain in every joint of her body. She said she stopped two things, sugar and, and gluten. In two weeks, she said, every one of her joint pains totally disappeared. Anyway, all I can tell you is that I brought it in under our 5 o'clock deadline, and we got great information, and this is the kind of stuff that your doctor is not even going to talk about because he doesn't even know it. Yep, he don't, if he knows it, it's going to cut into his bottom line, so he's not going to tell you tell you about it. I'm sorry to say that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh yeah, so this, this is great information. We've got a lot in for you. Let me just throw in a couple of things to Dr. Jerry's list of do not eat foods. And that's dairy. Did you mention dairy, Dr. Jerry? No, I didn't, but I'm glad you did bring it up. Thank yeah. you. As much as 60% of the world cannot digest milk. So, not you know, it causes inflammation, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And and what is really inflammatory as we're, we're getting to know it more and more is this 
feedlot raised meat, not the grass stuff, not the organic free-range animals, but regular uh, commercially produced meats are really inflammatory, okay, red and processed meats. And one that I, I know I can get a little flack over because I do like my wine too, but Alcohol by itself, regular consumption, has been shown to cause inflammation, okay? Uh, so, you know. Yeah, but I, you I won't guess care if, if you have a good wine, right, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> right, especially if it's from Tuscany. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and, and a food can be inflammatory if it, if it affects you. So you have to be uh, uh, conscious of if you eat something, you have a bad night, your, your knees hurt, your toes hurt. Whatever it could be inflammatory for you, so I, I, I just think again, like Dr. Jerry said, we're, you're not going to get this information from your doctor, from your nutritionist, uh, from the television or whatever. Uh, you have to get it here, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to say, uh, to blow our own horn a little bit, but this is the uh, show where you're going to get this kind of information. Yeah, well, Dr. Ron, really just tell them drink the wine with love, <laughs> and it won't bother you as much. Uh, do does the yogurt, the, does the ice cream yogurt count? I mean, you know, fat-free <laughs> yogurt. Does that do everything. Under- well, we're going to talk about Ben and Jerry's next week because they, they have glyphosate in their in their food. This natural company. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. But I was thinking that, ladies and gentlemen, next week maybe just review what we talked about today at the beginning of sure. next week's program because we did we did get a lot in, Doctor Sergio. Uh, uh, did talk a lot about Prolo. We'll, we'll just review that, and then let's, we'll talk about glyphosate because it's 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 every place. Monsanto has made sure of that, and uh, how it's affecting us. And uh, well, we can go on from then if we have more more time. But uh, I think that will be next week's show. Uh, so with that being said, we really did get the show in uh, with just uh, two or three minutes over, which is fine. Uh, Dr. Dan. Uh, Thank you today. I really appreciate your input. Welcome. And uh, uh, at the beginning of the show, I was rushing around, and I kind of messed up what I wanted to say. Uh, when Dr. Jerry mentioned the past and the future, it, it actually goes like this. The past is history. The future is a mystery. Today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. Perfect. And you said I was living in the present. That's the way to live. Right, Jerry? You got it, and and I'll give you my little parting words here, that life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. That was by George Bernard Shaw. Very good. I like that. Very good. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We're here each and every week with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, bringing you the latest and greatest in medical news and commentary uh, we are available on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and most uh, RSS or uh, podcast feeds. Uh, just uh, We are listed as Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, and uh, there you'll see over 200 shows since I started this program in 2013. Uh, this past year, Dr. Jerry uh, is, and Dr. Dan have been regular co-hosts and great co-hosts, and I really uh, we really increase the content of our of our podcast. So uh, please give us a like on Facebook, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. If you care to leave a comment and uh, on on the Facebook, that's fine. If you want to email me, that's Doc Ron Radio, D O C R O N Radio at Gmail dot com. Uh, comments about the program, comments about uh, what you'd like to hear in the future on future shows. 
Uh, we do have we we keep getting requests for uh, uh, male sexual enhancement, so we will have to uh, cover that topic. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. With an attitude of gratitude, we will see you next week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.